98.8K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve at Dunthorne. The headlines. A taxi driver is jailed for transporting petrol bombs during the 2019 protests. Calls grow for arrivals from Taiwan to spend longer in quarantine as the Covid outbreak there worsens. And the Consumer Council urges telecoms companies to come clean on the weaknesses of their 5G mobile services. A taxi driver has been sentenced to four years in prison for transporting more than 40 petrol bombs in 2019. Natalie Cheng reports. District Court Judge Clement Lee said Zhang Long, who is 31, wasn't a mastermind and had a minor role of just transporting the petrol bombs. But he said they could have been ignited at any time as lighters were stored in the same box. He said this could cause chaos and damage property, including if they exploded in his taxi, which ran on LPG gas. The judge considered increasing Zhang's sentence as it was related to the anti-government protest movement at that time. Instead, he reduced the sentence by three months, as Zhang had no previous convictions. Zhang earlier pleaded not guilty to conspiracy to commit arson and possessing anything with intent to destroy or damage property. A protester has been given leave to appeal against his conviction for rioting in an incident in Mong Kok five years ago. Lokin Man challenged his conviction at the Court of Final Appeal on the grounds that he was the only one of four co-defendants at his trial to be convicted. A three-judge panel agreed to allow the appeal to proceed and set a hearing for October the 5th. They rejected his challenge to the seven-year sentence passed by the High Court in a 2018 trial. An infectious disease expert says everyone arriving from Taiwan should have to undergo 21 days of quarantine, even if they're fully vaccinated. The government doubled the hotel quarantine period to 14 days overnight due to a spike in cases there. Dr Leng Chiu says vaccines are not 100% effective and don't shorten the incubation period, so quarantine should be the same for everyone. Meanwhile, Lam Ching Joy, an executive councillor and member of the Vaccine Task Force, says the government may step up quarantine requirements if a more infectious strain of the virus is found to be circulating in Taiwan. What we lack is the information about the VOC, the variant of concern. If we have the uh, relevant reports on the uh, pattern of those being infected, uh, whether they have the uh, VOC, I think we still have some room to adjust our quarantine measures. So we will look uh, very closely at this. Over the weekend, authorities in Taiwan raised the COVID alert level for Taipei and New Taipei City. RTHK's correspondent there, Cindy Su, said health experts blamed the unprecedented highly high daily case numbers on the low vaccination rate. It was very quick at closing borders, very quick at keeping you know other people out and quarantining any Taiwanese person coming back to Taiwan for 14 days. Very good at contact tracing. But these measures alone will not keep Taiwan safe because the rest of the world has not brought COVID under control. And a lot of Taiwanese people live abroad and were still coming back in the past few months. And of course, the pilots still have to fly because of cargo flights. So there's still that loophole. People are still coming back from other countries with the virus. So unless the population is vaccinated, we're not really protected. The president of the Construction Association says he expects the government to offer on-site COVID vaccination for workers by the end of the month. Lam Ken Wing has been meeting officials over the matter and a trial has been earmarked for a site in East Kowloon. A high-profile unionist says it's scary to hear the government warn that it may deregister trade unions on national security grounds. Meng Sutat, who heads the Confederation of Trade Unions, told an RTHK programme 
that the comments by the Labour Secretary Lo Chi Kuang would further stifle civil society. Mr Mung said the administration had tightened its grip on teachers and the media and was now doing the same to unions with opposition voices. The Consumer Council is urging telecoms companies to stop boasting about the superfast speed and connectivity of their 5G mobile services and instead make clear their limitations. The watchdog says it received 27 complaints about 5G in the first four months of this year, more than double the 12 complaints in the same period last year. It says operators should be transparent about the fact that coverage, stability and performance will vary while the network is still being developed. Spokesperson Nora Tam set out one complaint. A companion bought a new 5G smartphone. Originally it was a 4G plan and then now he moved to a 5G plan. He already asked the sales staff that I'm living in a very remote area and that I'm worried about that whether it's coverage good enough for this 5G. Then the company people really tell him that uh, his residential area, the 5G network should be covered and have a good coverage. But when he go home, the 5G network is very, very slow speed at home. 4G is even better than that. And the Consumer Council says more than half of children's art supplies it tested release toxins that can cause vomiting, diarrhoea or even chronic diseases after high exposure over a long period. The watchdog tested 19 crayons and finger products and found three leached aluminium at levels exceeding new EU safety limits. Levels of PAH chemicals and seven types of crayons exceeded German limits. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, had this advice to parents. Many kids, they tend to taste this kind of crayons, you know, just for fun, or they just eat it. You know, sometimes, you know, they use the fingers and then put it around the face. Be mindful about it. Do remember to wash as soon as possible and you have to accompany your kids in playing it. When you allow your children to play with it, maybe you can try it with crayons, with a barrel, instead of just touching it with their fingers, having good ventilation to avoid inhaling. Overseas, the COVAX scheme, which was set up to help poorer countries get equal access to coronavirus vaccines, is 140 million doses short because of a surge in cases in India. The country is the biggest manufacturer of vaccines but has banned exports because of the crisis. There are now calls for wealthy countries to fill the gap, as the BBC's Tulip Mazunda reports. Ahead of the G7 summit in the UK next month, UNICEF is calling for the seven rich and powerful countries to donate 20% of their own domestic supplies in June, July and August to help plug the deficit. The UN agency said this would make 153 million doses available to poorer countries. So far, France is the only G7 country to have already shared some of its domestic supply. It's pledged to provide half a million doses by mid-June. Israeli warplanes have carried out dozens more airstrikes on the Gaza Strip as the conflict with Palestinian militants enters the second week. Militants have launched rockets at southern Israeli cities. Officials in Gaza say nearly 200 Palestinians have been killed in the past week, many of them children. Ten Israelis have died. Israel has rejected international appeals for a ceasefire. President Biden said he was working with both sides to bring peace. Palestinians and Israelis equally deserve to live in safety and security and enjoy equal measure of freedom, prosperity and democracy. And my administration is going to continue to engage Palestinians and Israelis and other regional partners to work towards sustained calm.
The United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, said told a meeting of the Security Council that further fighting could plunge the region into an uncontainable crisis. But Basim Naim from Hamas said Palestinians have little faith in the UN to end the crisis. The international community since 72 years is talking about peaceful solution and negotiations and the right of Palestinians of an independent state. What did the international community do? Nothing. Only nice words here and there. But clearly they are always dealing with Israel as a state above the law. Scientists have criticised the US Special Envoy for Climate Change, John Kerry, for saying technologies which don't yet exist will play a major role in stabilising the climate. Mr Kerry also said the US was leading the world in climate change and was rapidly phasing out coal-fired power stations. Dr Michael Mann is the director of Earth Systems Science Centre at Pennsylvania State University. This is, is a misguided statement, and I hope it's not the premise for the policy that they're going to be putting forward to uh, reduce our carbon emissions. The reality is that we have the technology now in the form of renewable energy. It simply needs to be scaled up. We simply need policies that will incentivize the shift that we need to see away from fossil fuels to renewable energy. And this idea that we have to rely on future tech to decarbonize our economy unfortunately plays into this notion that we can just kick the can down the road. Four teams competing at the Eurovision Song Contest in the Netherlands have withdrawn from Sunday's opening ceremony as a precaution against the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan. Holding the world's biggest televised singing competition before the virus has been wiped out was always going to be a gamble. Iceland's quirky 10 years is one of the favourites to win. After a routine test, one of their team was found to have contracted COVID-19. The result came the day after a member of the Polish delegation also tested positive. Malta, another one of the bookies' top five, and Romania are staying in the same hotel. They're now isolating as a precaution, and all four teams withdrew from Sunday's opening ceremony. These cases have heightened concerns among critics that pushing ahead with Eurovision 2021 constitutes a reckless, unnecessary risk. In financial news, trading in shares of Next Digital was halted before markets opened this morning at the company's request. Next Digital says it will release a statement later after the authorities froze the assets and shareholdings of its founder, Jimmy Lai, on Friday. It's the government's first use of new powers under the National Security Act after Mr Lai was charged with three offences under the legislation. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,149. That's 114 points up on the previous close. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.33 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 21 cents. And the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 94 cents. To sport now, and we start with football's English Premier League, where Liverpool got a vital win from an unlikely source. Allison is up from the back, and it comes, Allison! Oh, would you believe it? The Liverpool goalkeeper in injury time has won it for Liverpool. What a dramatic and remarkable finish here at the Hawthorns. Liverpool closed the gap on the top four. Liverpool maintained their bed to play in the Champions League se- next season thanks to a 94th minute winner from their Brazilian goalkeeper Alisson. The 2-1 win at relegated West Brom put Jurgen Klopp's team just a point behind fourth place Chelsea in the table.
if a striker would have scored it, I would have said it was a worldie. So now a goalie scored it. That's an insane technique. Wonderful goal. Perfect moment to score. And gave us the three points, which is obviously very important. Tottenham boosted their hopes of qualifying for the Europa League with a comfortable 2-0 win over Wolves. Spurs are five points off a top four place, but they moved above West Ham into sixth on goal difference. Everton lost 1-0 at home to bottom side Sheffield United. Crystal Palace came from behind to beat Aston Villa 3-2. In Spain, Atletico Madrid's title hopes are very much alive after a late Luis Suarez winner against Osasuna. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Luis Suarez scored a dramatic late winner for Atletico Madrid, who fought back to beat Osasuna 2-1 and put themselves on the verge of a first Spanish La Liga title in seven years. Diego Simeone's side now travel to Real Valladolid in their final game, knowing that a win will clinch them the trophy. Real Madrid will be hoping that their city rivals slip up. They're two points back after beating Athletic Bilbao 1-0 and boss Zinedine Zidane is now denied saying that he is leaving the club at the end of the season. While Barcelona drops out of the title race, losing 2-1 at home to Celta Vigo. There's better news for Barcelona in women's football. They've won their first ever Women's Champions League title after beating Chelsea 4-0 in a final played in Sweden. The game was very much decided by half-time, as the BBC's Vicky Sparks reports. Melanie, Lloyd Polzer's freak own goal set the tone inside the opening minute. Kirby's clearance thudding off the midfielder and in after Martins had struck the bar. Hermoso then won a debatable penalty, which Pateas tucked away. Bonmati and Hansen finished from close range after excellent wide play to leave Emma Hayes' side facing an impossible mountain to climb. 4-0 down after just 36 minutes. So it's the Spanish champions who make history, now European champions for the first time as well. A sobering night for Chelsea. Their quadruple dreams are over. In tennis, Rafael Nadal has won the Italian Open title for a tenth time after victory over world number one Novak Djokovic in the final in Rome. Nadal's win comes just two weeks before the start of the second Grand Slam of the year, the French Open. The BBC's Russell Fuller has details. This was a contest far more in keeping with their illustrious 57-match history than last year's one-sided French Open final. Djokovic rallied superbly after losing the first set, especially as he had played the best part of two matches on Saturday. But after saving two break points at two games all in the decider, Nadal broke Djokovic to love with three passing winners and took the deciding set 6-3. The Spaniard may have been beaten in Monte Carlo and Madrid, but he's won clay court titles in Barcelona and now Rome. Pretty decent preparation for a crack at a 14th Roland Garros crown. To end the news, the top stories once again. A taxi driver is jailed for transporting petrol bombs during the 2019 protests. Calls grow for arrivals from Taiwan to spend longer in quarantine as the Covid outbreak there worsens. And the Consumer Council urges telecoms companies to come clean on the weaknesses of their 5G mobile services. The news from RTHK.
They're spilling over me, failing my insides. If we wanna stay here, can we see the waves? They're spilling over us, filling our insides. In the rising water, in the rising tide, we wait for the And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Hope you all had a great weekend. Monday, the 17th of May, is today's date, and many thanks to Phil for the morning brew today. We have a busy program for you. In about 10 minutes or so, we're hearing about OK Minds, which is a set of workshops on mental health resilience. And we'll be talking to the creators of the workshops, Namisha Vandan, who is a mental health first aid trainer and a postdoctoral fellow postdoctoral fellow at the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health. And we'll also be talking to Dr. Amit Wanchu, who has a 